Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. Today and this week, we are going to be looking at what might be a very familiar passage. It comes right after the um, the story of the woman at the well. When Jesus meets the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and he talks to her about who he is, and he tells her all about who she is. And if you have never studied this passage, then... I'm going to suggest that you read John chapter 4, verses 7 through 38, because it's a really great um, passage of scripture of Jesus and his willingness to interact with people that other people don't want to interact with. There's a lot of history about the Jews and Samaritans wanting to avoid each other, which we'll talk a little bit about today. Um, And if you haven't listened, if you haven't read through that passage, it's um, it's just an amazing opportunity to, to see Jesus speaking to this woman and witnessing to her about herself and about who he is and really truly revealing himself. And so we're picking up right after that ends. So he has talked to this woman, his disciples went off to get him something to eat and they come back and they're just like, why are you talking to this woman? <laughs> First of all, it's a a Samaritan, and second of all, it's a woman. Um, But we're picking up after all that. So please, please, please go back and read verses John chapter 4, verses 7 through 38. We are starting in verse 39, where it says, Now many Samaritans from that city believed in him and trusted him as Savior because of what the woman said when she testified. He told me all the things that I have done. That's it. That's our verse for today. So as I was saying about the woman at the well and reading that whole passage, Jesus has a conversation with this woman and he basically calls her out for her promiscuity. And he doesn't do it in a bitter way. He just does it in a matter of fact way. Um, and she's also honest with him. Like he'll say, go, go get your husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. And he says, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> You've had multiple husbands. And the one you're with now is not your husband. And so it's really interesting how Jesus is gentle with her, but he also holds her accountable. And when he does that, the woman realizes like, you must be some kind of prophet because you you know all about me. And then he reveals himself to her and really flat out just tells her that he's the Messiah. So again, that's a very brief summary of all that happens in those verses. And I really, really can't stress enough the importance of reading through them. But when we see verse 39, now many Samaritans from that city believed in him and trusted him as savior because of what the woman said when she testified, he told me all the things that I have done. She goes back into Samaria. The well's a little bit ways out. So she goes into Samaria and she tells everybody, like, I met the Messiah. He told me everything I did. And not only do they hear what she's saying, but they see the change in her. There's something different about her. And that's what prompts them to believe that Jesus is who he says he is, or he was who he says he was at the time. But we're going to pause and reflect. What do you believe like what makes you believe that Jesus is who he says he is and if you have never given your life over to the Lord and Jesus is not your Lord and Savior what do you need to see or hear experience so that you can believe and we'll be right back
When people ask me why I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, or they ask me how did I become a Christian, because either they know or I've told them that I'm 100% ethnically Jewish. My family is Jewish all the way back to the beginning of time, according to everybody in the family on both sides. So when people ask me that, I say that Jesus revealed himself to me, which is actually a lot like what he did with the woman at the well. He revealed himself to her. And that's exactly what happened with me. He revealed himself to me. It was like this knowing, this understanding that, oh, wow, you really are who you say that you are. And I obviously it wasn't a face-to-face encounter because Jesus is no longer here on the earth in the form of flesh. But I had a very real encounter in which I was sitting and I was praying and I felt something like move through me, which I now know is the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know about the Holy Spirit back then. And little by little, God just started showing up in my life in all kinds of ways that I couldn't explain. And it was amazing to watch God manifest his glory in my life based off of my very, very teeny mustard seed faith. So I know when when people talk about mustard seed faith, I've seen mustard seed faith at, at work even in my own life. And so I love these words in verse 39 of John chapter 4. Now many Samaritans from that city believed in him and trusted him as savior because of what the woman said. When she testified, he told me all the things that I have done. I love that that's all they needed. All they needed was to hear her words and see the change in her. And that's all they needed to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And I think about What are the things that we say and do? What are the changes that happen in us when we first become believers that would help others to believe that Jesus really is real? And I know there have been times in my life where people who knew me before will say something regarding the the total change, the transformation that they've seen in me now that I love the Lord. But that doesn't, for some reason, make them love the Lord too. (laughs) So my prayer is that as we live our holiest, hot mess lives, we are forever mindful of what we are saying and doing and how we are different in a way that will inspire people to want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, to want to know more about Jesus Christ. And even though the people who knew me before aren't necessarily turning to God because of the change they see in me, there are so many people who didn't know me before that have blessed me with the testimony of how they see God in me. And it prompts them to want to know more about God. And I feel like that is literally the best compliment anyone can ever give to a Christian is telling them that seeing God at work in their lives or seeing God in them makes them want to explore more about God. So I encourage each and every one of us to shine our bright lights for Jesus, to say and do things in a way that's going to encourage people to want to know the Lord, which means, of course, we're going to be operating out of the fruit of the Spirit, out of love and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and goodness and self-control and faithfulness. And I forgot one, but I don't know which one I forgot because I did them all out of order. But the point is, we need to be gentle and kind and loving and forgiving and faithful. And that's what's going to draw others into relationship with Jesus. So as we start out this 2023 year, let's be ever more mindful of how we can be a blessing to others in the testimony that we have of how God is a blessing to us. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, have your way in us and all around us that as we live our holiest, hotness lives, we are 
a testimony of who you are, our conduct, our character, our conversation. We are showing others what it means to be a new creature in you, Lord God. Just like the woman at the well was able to convince the Samaritans that Jesus was the Messiah, let us be able to help others see you, Jesus, for who you really are and to dedicate their lives to serving and loving and being loved by you. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. God bless you. I pray this was a blessing for you. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe, and that you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies on how to live your holiest, hot mess life. God bless.